Okay, good morning, everybody. So we're on the bottom of the Afyud Nalad We're going to learn an interesting sukkah here about sending gifts to someone on Yontif. Then we're going to turn to the Aftesel of Mbeis on the top. We're going to start a new parak about Erev Tavshilin. All Gishmak and Gemaras this week. So the Gemaras is like this in the Mishnah. Mishalchin Kalim, Bain Tfurim, Bain Shein and Turim. You're allowed to send a gift, um, whether or not Kalim really means begodim, whether or not they're sown or not so. Now, you have to really go back to the last Mishnah that we learned, where there was a discussion about sending gifts on Yontif. Now, what came out of that Mishnah was is that according to Beishama, you have to be able to. You can only send things which are ready to use. Because the halacha is that when you're sending a gift, the parsha shot on this Mishnah is we're discussing tircha and yontif. If you're sending a gift, you're schlepping it over to someone's house. It has to be something that's going to be used. It has to be a tzorich yontif. One of the things that keeps coming up here in the Masechta is that tircha, which is shaloy tzorich yontif, is aser. So if you're going to send someone a gift and you're going to make the schlep, it has to be something that he's going to use for yontif. Otherwise, you're engaging in activity which is a tircha, which is not for the purpose of yontif. That would not be allowed. Now, Beis Hillel agrees to the aside. He just holds that as long as you can process it, you could do something with it. It doesn't need to be ready-made. There's no concern that if it's not 100% ready, that it's not going to be used for Yontif. According to Beis Hillel, we have more of a liberal approach to this, that as long as it's something which could potentially be used, um, then it's going to be motive. So our Mishnah really is going, it seems like it's going uh, Lakuliyama. And our Mishnah says, Mishalchen uh, Kalim, you're allowed to send Begodim. Rashi says that Kalim means Begodim. Whether they're sown or not sown, it seems like there'd be a usage, they're, they're usable in some way anyways, regardless. V'yafel pisha yesh bohen Klayim. Now that means even if they have Klayim, we'll see why. We'll see why that's called usable. We're going to see the Gemara's going to ask, Klayim, what are you going to use it for? But even if it's something that's Klayim, you can still send it. And the idea here is, is that um, it has to be because the, they are for the Tzarech of Yontif. The, 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 whatever you're sending is going to be usable. Which again, the Gemara will discuss why that is. You cannot send a sandal, which is like a shoe that has uh, spikes in it, basically cleats. Now there's a halach, you know, where cleats on Shabbos and Yontif. Now we'll see why uh, in the Gemara, we're going to discuss the story. It's really Gemara on Shabbos. The Gemara on Shabbos says that on, there was a story that Klai Yisrael was on Shabbos and they were hiding in a cave and the Goyim came, to, they were persecuting them and on the, in, the, uh, in, the ensuing, um, in the ensuing stampede, many were killed because they were wearing these cleats, these special shoes that had like cleats on them. So Chazal said, yeah. no wearing cleats on Shabbos and Yontif. They were able to find them through the... The what? They were, the, they were able to find them through, their yeah, tracks. through the tracks? No, 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 no. They, oh. st- they stampeded and they stepped on people and they killed them because they were wearing... People were... St- and a stampede, if you're wearing cleats, imagine how much more dangerous oh. it is. Gruesome, yeah? The gory. Not because of any, like, digging and shadows. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's because... Of that also, if you run on grass, that will hurt some secretion of taste. What? Yeah, go ahead. Um, you also can't use um, a... a uh, you also cannot use a shoe which is not sewn. You can also not use white shoes because white shoes um, need to be uh, need to be processed by an uman by a craftsman. So you can't send that either. So the Gemara, the Mishnah of Firzais, Zach, well, this is the rule. Anything which is anything which you are allowed to benefit from on Yontif, uh, you could send. But anything which is not usable on Yontif, you cannot send. So again, this is the halacha of sending gifts on Yontif, and these are the rules. Let's just look at Rashi quickly on the Mishnah, just to get a little bit of a, of a background here. They were white shoes nowadays too. So they, would, they, would not wear, they would not wear white shoes then. So that was, that was, that's why it had to be uh, processed. Rashi's Mashal and Kalim is begodin, the Gemara is going to explain what everything is fit for on Yontif, especially if we're talking about something which is climb. A valay sandal shell eats mitsupa or umasmeris kivurin kivurin boy. A masmer is a nail. 
explains the story, and that's why. The, now the question: What does that do with Shabbos? The Gemara over there explains it's just the it just happens to be that the story happened on Shabbos, so they made the Gzeira on Shabbos. Really, there was nothing nothing about Hilcha Shabbos about wearing cleats, which is a problem. Um, it's not roy for anything, so if it's the shoes are not sewn up, that you can't send it. They wouldn't wear white shoes. You had to wear black shoes, right? It's like the yeshiva guys. The yeshiva guys don't wear brown shoes. They don't wear white shoes. They wear black shoes. Yeah, but even if it's shlohay darko lanal, you still can wear it, though. So Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda's shita. Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that it has to be something which you practically would use. He holds that since it's not the fashion, you're right, in theory I could wear it, but he holds that it's not, it's not good enough. That's the chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda, hagufa. It's a good point, it's a good question, but that's, that's Rabbi Yehuda's chiddush. So the, then the, the last rasha is shenoisin miskashtim. Anything that you're allowed to use, that you're allowed to make, you're allowed to send as a gift. So the Gemara is like this, bishlam atfurin, back to the Gemara, bishlam atfurin, chazulam albush. If you have a beged which is sewn, which means that it's a ready to use beged. Okay, you can send that and yantif because it's fit for a malbush. Even if you have a beged which is not sewn up, you can cover yourself with it. You don't have to necessarily wear it as a beged. You can use it as a as a shawl. You can use it as you know something as a as a throw as a as a blanket. What are you going to use Klayim for? What is Klayim fit for? Klayim is not fit for anything. Maybe you can put the the Klayim under your ashes. So basically to put it on a chair. Right? You want to sit, use it as like a padding to sit on top of. Vatanya, you're not allowed to. The Torah says you're not allowed to put Klayim on top of you. But you're allowed to be on top of the You're allowed to be on top of allowed to sit on Klayim. What did the Chacham say? Why? The Chacham said you can't do that. Why? Because a few different Pshatim uh, is what this means. Rashi has two Pshatim. One Pshat is, is that if you sit on Klayim, we're afraid that one strand of Klayim will warm you. Or another shot is, is that maybe the when you're sitting on climb, let me say could the, the blanket of climb that you're sitting on could wrap around your leg and end up being more than just under you. It could actually be like more covering you, and you could have a you have a problem of climb. So Frank Gamora, you can't tell me what you're not allowed. I think you're allowed to sell climb, but you're not allowed to. But you're not allowed to have. Uh, you're not allowed to wear it. Layala so it's not a hundred. No, if you can sell, that means you're allowed to have enough from it. Right, right. No, but the, here we're talking about this is the actual use. Yeah, this, right. this is considered levisha. Right. So the Gemara says, no, I was, I was saying that even if it wasn't on top of you, it still should be us, or if you're not allowed to have enough from it. Right, right. No, it's, it's mutter ba'ano. It's mutter ba'ano, but it's, okay. it's called a levisha. So the Gemara says, Maybe you're going to tell me, okay, so you know what I'll do? I'll use it as a padding. So I'll take a piece of plastic, I'll put it over the client. And then I'll sit on top of it. So he says, Well, Omar of Shimon ben Pazi, uh, Shimon ben Pazi says, Omar of Yishu ben Levi, Omar of Yoisi ben Shaul, Omar Rebbe, Mishim Kala Kadisha, Dibushleim. That's a mouthful, right? Shimon ben Pazi said the name of Yishu ben Levi, who said the name of Yoisi ben Shaul, said the name of Rebbe, who was quoting the holy congregation of Yerushalayim. Afilu Esther Matsoi, Zuel Gabi Zu. Even if you have ten blankets, one on top of the other, Uklayim Tachtei, and Osir, Lishan Aleim, you can't sit on them. So if you look at the. Uh, 
Rashi. Rashi is also literally midrabbanon. That's only midrabbanon, which is interesting because it sounds like really it's a midrabbanon and a midrabbanon. Because even just sitting on it's a midrabbanon. Whereas amru asru chachamim lasis came. So here also the Chazal said even if you have a cover, still you don't do it again. We're, we're still chayish that something's going to get on. Someone's going to be some climb on top of you. So the shayla is. So what are you going to do? So what, what's the usage of this climb? How are you sending climb as a gift on yontiv? What's it roy for? It says the more elabe viloin. We're talking about a case of viloin. Rashi says we're talking about a curtain she roy. Basically, you have a doorway, and you want to you want to uh, use a, a curtain to cover like a dressing room, you know, in a in a in a, in a clothing store. You know, you, you have like a, 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 a curtain, so that's what you're using the client for. The halacha is that a curtain is makabel toma. I, it's not a kli. The answer is, right, the answer is because sometimes people, when they get cold, the shamus gets cold, he doesn't have anything to wrap himself in. He'll use, like, the, the bottom, the extension of the, of the, he'll use the extension of this, um, of this curtain in order to warm himself, to keep himself warm. So you see that it has a, sh- a din of a baguette. So how could you use it for, uh, use a klayim, So it's a shim of a baguette, but he's not using it for that, he's using it for a curtain. But sometimes he uses it for himself. No, so he's asking. No, the Gemara again. The Gemara is the Gemara is saying. Yeah, so in a Hanami, it's considered a kli. So what? But you're using it for a curtain right now. So you, I, I, since the since he uses it for that, so therefore you're not allowed to use it as a curtain. Now you're saying there's who says it's also drabbanon to use it like that. I mean, what the Gemara is implying is that since the the shamis will sometimes uh, wrap himself in the curtain. Yeah, look, 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 at, look at the last, look at the last lines of Rashi, last words of Rashi on the page. It's implied here. Therefore, there should be no. Shamash, what are we talking about? Anyway? The, the the servant of the house, whatever the one of the workers in the house. No, but Rashi says clearly. Rashi says that once the Gemara tells us that it's normal for people to, to wrap themselves in this curtain. Now, now with the same halacha, that you're not allowed to sit on top of Klaim, the same gzera should be should apply. You can't make a curtain of Klaim. If you make a curtain of climb, you're putting yourself in a matziv, that someone's going to come and wrap themselves in climb, that's going to, you're going to be over in Isser, so if you shouldn't be able to, again, you you shouldn't be able to send it on Yontif. Every house has a shamash, Then they, it was cheaper labor. So the Gemara answers, Ella B'Koshin. We're talking about um, the type of climb which is made from something which is, which is a hard material. Um, Rashi says, You're allowed, it's really, we're talking about sitting on top of a climb, you're using it as a padding. But you're allowed to put a climb on the chair, it's not going to wrap around you and roll around you and, and warm you, because we're talking about where it's, uh, it's of a, a harder material. It's a stiff material, it's not going to wrap around you. He was talking about some kind of a, they translate here as this hard felt of Naroish, which is a city. So it doesn't provide warmth, you're allowed to make it of Klayim. So Amar of Papa, our Deloyan aimed by Mishum Klayim. Our Deloyan basically was Klayim used to put in their shoe. You know, they had this whole Uggs controversy a little while ago about the Shadas and Uggs. So, uh, so I don't know how, how that, I don't know what the Messiah is there, but Papa is saying there's no Isser of Klayim, even though they had some 
climb in the heel of the shoe because since it's hard, it doesn't warm the body. The idea of climb, the isser of climb, you remember I was asking before, the isser of climb is not uh, any hanov from it. The isser of climb is, you're not allowed to draw warmth. A beged gives you warmth. That's the hanov of a beged. So if you get warmth from it, but in, all the, in both of these scenarios where they have this hard felt from naroish or you have in the heel of your shoe, there's no warmth being provided by it. So Omar Rava, Hanit Sorari Dipshiti, if you have a coin bag, Ain by Mishum Climb, there's no problem making it of climb. The Bizrani, however, if it holds seeds, the Ain by Mishum Climb. Now, the reason why is because if it holds coins, it's like a stiff bag, which doesn't end up, the coins stiffen the bag, and it doesn't end up providing you with any warmth. However, if it holds seeds, then it's a problem. Again, he holds that either way you're not being warmed. Again, that's the aside of Klyam, friends, right? That's the idea of Klyam. Klyam is. If it's a, it serves as a beggar to warm your body, and in all these scenarios, it doesn't warm your body. So that's the end of the Klayim uh, Sugya. There's a guy that tastes over here about the uh, Klayim. Klayim is very interesting halacha. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but uh, probably it'd be fun to look into the tastes and uh, see some of the background on the halachas of Klayim. There's a whole masachah called Klayim. Of course, it deals with a few different issues. It deals with the Klayim uh, in planting and the, the Klayim in, uh, in uh, a, a bit, uh, two different types of animals. And I believe also there's some, some halachas there about uh, Klayim and Begadim. Okay. So the seed bag that they were talking about. Yeah. This, the Klayim has to be able to be warm to warm you up or to warm the thing that you're enjoying? No, no, no. The, warm you up. The, 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 the seed bag, the though. The seeds, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can use Klayim for other things. It's just your body. Alecho. It's only you. Okay. You're... You can't send the sandal hamasomer. Sandal hamasomer, my time below. You should ma'isa shahaya. It's because of a ma'isa shahaya. Basically, that was the story we mentioned earlier, Masechah Shabbos, about the stampede that went when came when the when the goyim uh, trapped the Jews in the cave. So the Gemara Samaribaya, sandal hamasomer, aser lenaloi umutu letaltoloi. It's aser to wear it, but you're allowed to be. It's not muktza. Aser lenaloi, you should ma'isa shahaya. Umutu letaltoloi, mi diktani emeshalchen. Now the fact that our mission says you're not allowed to send it as a gift. These are going to aser letaltoloi. You don't need the Mishnah to tell you that you're, allowed, that, you're not, that you're not allowed to send it as a gift. You can't even pick it up. Elamai, it's mutter betiltel, but it's but it's just also to send it as a gift. Now the question is, if you, if you have no usage for it, why is it not mukta? Right? Normally we have a rule that uh, something which you can't use is mukta. So the, I think the answer is, is that it's true that you're not allowed to to stand be metaltel them. It's a klishem alachter leiser. Anything which I can't use on Shabbos is a klishem alachter. However, there's still haterim. It's, it's mutter the tarkuf for That's the point of the of the Gemara. Maybe it's, it's mutter for gift purposes. Right. Oh, so gift. Purposes, we'll, see, we'll get there in a second. By tefillin, it's going to be it's going to come up. We're going to talk about that in a second because by gift purposes, there is this. Uh, Rabbi Hagar discussed the famous Shiloh. Are you allowed to give a bar mitzvah bocher a pen for his bar mitzvah on Shabbos? A pen is a klishu malachil leiser, but I'm using it as a gift now. I'm my usage is a gift. Can I give it to him as a gift? It's a discussion in the Rabbi uh, about it and stuff. So uh, we'll get there in a second. It's really again the Gemara coming up in a minute. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. Any cliche, anything that you wouldn't be able to use, but it's but again, it's it's muktza because it's 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 it serves a purpose which is also used on Shabbos. Cliche nachul is there? Maybe that's tzarich gufay. Maybe that's considered getting a usage out of it that I can I use it for what I what I um, I can use it for what I want. Fine. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. You can't use a shoe which is not sewn. Pshita, it's obvious, of course, what's the, what's the purpose? Even though you're able to pin it together, still you can't send such a shoe. It needs this beitzas anir, which the translation over here is a, it requires a clump of earth. Uh, I'm sorry, it says gear. What do we have here? Yeah, hagir. 
and there's this clump of earth basically which has the dying purpose the dying uh, um, property and that it's able to uh, make it black so basically he says um, the says also even if it's a black shoe why? Because it still needs to be smoothed out, and you can't do that on Yontif. The Veloy Pligi is not a machlok. It's Marki Asrei. Somebody doesn't have shoes. He's going to wear this. No. Huh? So you're telling me somebody who doesn't have shoes will not even wear these? No. The, the, that's the review. The review that says no one wears such shoes. Okay. If he says, you know, I'm thinking. Listen, you got to be practical, right? Even though I don't like the color, but if it's uh, better than cutting on my feet, I don't know if that's no. true. No. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, it's three from review that no one will wear it. So the Marsa Veloy Pligi, Marki Asrei, Marki Asrei. Depending on the place, but ask the mar bisur latachas. So ask the mar bisur leel. In other words, there's a machlokes where you have black shoes that are not yet finished, and really the machlokes is between Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yehuda. Um, the the machlokes seems to be the Gemara is explaining. It depends how the shoes were processed. Is the flesh side of the shoe? You see, what else we look, we buy our shoes in the store. They come ready made. We we have no issues like this. But think about leather. You know, there's two high two sides to the hide. There's the there's the hair side and there's the meat side. And uh, if it's on the the the, meat, the flesh side, it needs to be smoothed out. It's very uh, bumpy and and and, and crusty. It needs to be smoothed out. So if that's the outer side, so then Rabbi is right that even black shoes you have to still have to process a little bit. It won't be fit for. It needs to be polished. It won't be fit what for you usage. The outer side, the side where you put your foot on. No, no, no. the outer side. Oh, the outer face, the side of the I, shoe. I think so. Oh, that's oh, why I understood oh, it. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that that's the dispute here whether or not the black shoe also um, can be sent as a gift. Fine. So the Gemara says, this is important Gemara, So the Gemara said, the end, the end of the Mishnah said, that any, whatever can be used on Yontif, you could send. So the Gemara says like this, Rav Sheshes allowed the Chachomim to send Tefillin as a gift on Yontif. Right, imagine this, right? Imagine, uh, Nassim, right, you're staying by, uh, you come to your, your, your parents for Yontif, you know, you say, you know, you have a, you, let me give you a gift for Yontif. Here's a pair of Tefillin. Right? So the, so the Gemara says that Rav Sheshes, that was a great gift. He allowed them to give a gift of tefillin on Yontif. So Amrli Abaye, so Frek Tabaye Shailo, Vonantan, Koshan Yosin Baby Yontif, Mashalchan Oisoi. So what are you talking about? Uh, that doesn't make sense. The Mishnah says that the only things that you use on Yontif can you send. Do you wear tefillin on Yontif? We do not wear tefillin on Yontif. We don't wear tefillin on Yontif because we're asking that Shabbos Yontif laves them on tefillin he. It's an ois. Uh, Yontif is an ois. We don't need the ois of tefillin. So therefore, why are you allowed to send tefillin? Tefillin doesn't fit into the things that you're allowed to use. Just like the sandal hamasomer you don't wear on Yontif, you also shouldn't be able to wear tefillin on Yontif. You shouldn't be able to send on Yontif. So the Gemara makes a drastic change here. The Gemara says, you know what the mission is? Anything which you could use on Choyl, you're allowed to send on Yontif. We'd almost flip the mission upside down. Wow. You're, not used, you're, not able to, you're not only allowed to send things that that are used on Yontif. You can send things which are used even after Yontif, but it has to be usable after Yontif, then you can send it even on Yontif. Now the question, your question is going to be, we're going to have to answer up, there's something in the Mishnah, which is the Chorus theory to this, and that's the Halacha of, the Halacha of, a Sandal Hamasumer. So Rashi really asked the question. If you look at Rashi, right, again, go back to the Mishnah one second, if you just turn back to, to the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, um, you, you, uh, you're not allowed to send a Sandal Hamasumer. Now, everything else in the Mishnah was not usable at all, right? If you have something which is Enoi Tafur, it's not so, sewn, you can't use it tomorrow either, right? It's not a Kli even later, right? It's, it's, it doesn't have a shame Kli. But Sandal HaMasumah, you're allowed to use uh, on tomorrow. You, you only can't use it on Yantif. So if what the Gemara is saying is true now, that you're allowed to send Tefillin, so you're allowed to be able, you should be able to, Sandal HaMasumah is a big, big problem. So look at Rashi. Rashi asked this Kasha, this obvious question. 
Rashi says, Meshalchan Oisoi Biyontif. Look at Rashi. The high Biyontif, the Tony Masis and Lavan Usin de la Kamekoi, Ella Ameshalchan de Basrei. Right? Meaning that when we say that you send it on Yontif, right? Right? Called Shane Oisin Boy, Meshalchan Oisoi Biyontif. Right. Now, Zok Rashi, a very important, a very important zach. This Rashi is not agreed upon by, in fact, the halacha we don't pass like this Rashi. Rashi says that by tefillin, we don't wear tefillin on yontif. If let's say you woke up one yontif morning and said, you know what, I want to put on tefillin, just for kicks, are you allowed to? So Rashi says, yes, you're allowed to. It's not usher to wear tefillin on yontif. So he says, "Umiu sazal hamasumer loy the loy lema mi deshara rabban l'shalcha mishmamino mutol dunale." Do you know why sazal hamasumer not allowed to send? Because if I'm allowed to send you a gift, you're going to say, "Hey, the rabbi just sent me a, a, a pair of cleats on yontif." Obviously, I'm allowed to wear it. Now you're not allowed to wear it. I'm allowed to send it as a gift beetzem because since, you're, since it's a cleat tomorrow, so you're allowed to use it. I'm allowed to use it as a gift today. Right, like sending, I can send you a pen on Yontif. I, you can't use a pen on Yontif. So the problem is, we're afraid that you're going to think that you're allowed to use it, and therefore, um, according to Rashi, so I don't pens are a bad example according to Rashi, but Rashi learns that I'm allowed to send you a gift that that it's mutter to use today, even if you don't have, even if you don't really have a use for it, as long as you in theory could. So only on Yontif, Rashi says you're Shabbos also the chayyur. Shabbos would be the same thing. Rashi learns there's no usher. It's not usher. Now we're going to make sense because Rashi Rashi shita is that that there's a tour from tefillin. Shabbos is an ois. Tefillin is an ois. You don't need the ois of tefillin. The mechaber and shulchan doesn't pass this way. The mechaber says you're, it's usher to wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yontif. Why? The mechaber says because it's a zilzil in the ois of Shabbos. By putting on tefillin, you're in other words saying. That Shabbos is not good enough for me. Uh, Shabbos is not a good enough ice. I want the tefillin ice to be mashlam the ice of Shabbos, and that's why we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. Rashi learns that it's not also, and that's like the chilik between the the sandal and sumer and tefillin is that sandal and sumer is also to wear on Shabbos, whereas tefillin is motor to wear on Shabbos. That's Shitas Rashi, and Tais also goes like that. Fine. This is inter- that was a very interesting uh, uh, that comes out of there. Fine. So the Gemara says, Omar Abayi. So you have to have other terutsu. I, I didn't look into it anymore. We have to find more terutsu as to why. Uh, what, what do you do with Sandal Hamasomer? Yeah, valid point. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Amar Abaye, Abaye, Zokt, yeah, Tfilin, Hoyl, Vahasa, the Yodon, Neyman, Buhu, Milsa. Once we talked about Tfilin, let us, uh, let's uh, say something about Tfilin. Uh, let's talk about Tfilin a little bit. Hoya Baba Derech, Utfilin, Beroishai. If uh, somebody was uh, on the road, he was traveling, and he's wearing his Tfilin, and it's almost Shabbos, Vishakal of Ham become Shabbos. Now, we don't wear Tfilin in the afternoon anymore, right? Unless you're a really lazy Yeshiva Bacha, right? Who gets up before Mincha. But Be'etzem, those days, he's Tefillin all day, so you're wearing your tefillin, you're traveling, and you're out. You're, you got stuck in traffic on the Garden State Parkway, right? And the uh, and then the, and the uh, George Washington Bridge. So now you're stuck with your tefillin. What do you do? So the Gemara says, You just cover them with your hands until you get home. Now the reason why is because we're talking about over here the Isra of Hoytzah. Now the truth is that there's no Hoytzah on wearing tefillin. Hoytzah is usually when you do something, it's, it's, it's klacher yad, it's a shinoi. It's not the normal way to carry something. So you're not really over, it's a din derabonin. The Rabbonin said you can't wear tefillin or shirabim on Shabbos. Um, therefore, they said, listen, if, you, if you're in this situation where you're stuck, just cover your tefillin so it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be nicker to anyone that you're wearing them, and then you can make it all the way home. So the Gemara says, If you're sitting in the base medrash, you're like, oh shoot, it's Shabbos already, I forgot to take off my tefillin, so run home with your tefillin on, you don't want to leave them there because it's not a safe place for your tefillin. So frankly, it's a very similar story, but a different halacha. 
the same story, but it says, You have to go to the first house that is, uh, is within the city limits. You're not going to go all the way to your house. You have to stop at the first pl- possible place that you could stop there. And if you were sitting in the base medrash and it became Shabbos, also you have to go to the bias medrash. So again, the brisa here does not allow you to go all the way to your house. You have to stop at the first possible pit stop you can make and deposit your tefillin there. So the merchant like Kasha. Huh? It wasn't Shomer. The base medrash was the open place. We had some machal base medrash in there. So it was open all Friday and abused to leave their tefillin there over Shabbos. I remember someone once asked me the child about it. He left his tefillin there on Friday morning. He, they went to Davin, and he had to run to Yeshiva, so he left his tefillin in the courtroom. It's open all Friday night. Any Arab can walk in and take your tefillin. I want to take him home. If you're concerned that something's going to happen to your tefillin, you should, you should take them home. You're allowed to do that on Shabbos. <coughs> it's a Shemir tefillin. Pasha's tefillin are not mukt, so whatever. It's a, it's a discussion. But, again, a cliche of the issue you wouldn't be able to take, but I think by tefillin, we're slightly in such a, uh, such a scenario that the tefillin are not called mukta. Anyways, so the loy kashos. The more it says, not shver. If the closest house is protected, that's the brayso. Of course, you should uh, put. You can put them there. But if it's not protected, so then you should go all the way to your house. So the more it says, idoloy mintera. If the closest house, if it would, uh, that was unprotected, It's a funny zach. Why do you have to be wearing the tefillin? That meaning the hainu. If you if you're wearing tefillin, don't put them in the closest house. Even if you let's say found them lying on the ground, you should also be able to pick them up. We're saying if a bias case that you're allowed to go all the way home was talking about a case where there was no place that had a shmira, why did you have to already be wearing them? The halacha is that if you're walking on Shabbos and you find tefillin in a place which is not shomer, you're allowed to put the tefillin on and walk with them home, even through Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara says, Loikasha, okay, new 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 terrace. Hodimintera machmas ganvi umachmas kalbi. The Brysa, which says that you could put them in a house closest to the city, is talking about where it was uh, there was a shmira from Ganovim and from dogs. Meaning, number one, dogs weren't walking around there messing with tefillin, and also there weren't Ganovim coming in. Hodimintera machmas kalbi. However, when are you allowed to go to your house? That's where the closest house had a shmira from dogs. However, it was not. There was no shmir from Ganovim, so there's no shmir from Ganovim. What's the chiddush? Listen to this Gemara. Pel the Gemara. How the tamer roiv listim Yisrael ninu v'leimizalzi bahu. You would think that no, I should still put it there. Maybe I should still put it in the closest house because where who are the most who are most of the Ganovim in the city? Mm-hmm. Jews. You think it's uh, Schwarzes? No, the Jews. So, so what? The house is not protected from Ganovim. Why am I worried about Ganovim? A Jew is not going to be mezazel on tefillin. Kamash below know that you can't rely on such an assumption that most are Jews, and therefore you have to take your tefillin all the way home. Hadunaloch beitz. It's at the end of the parak. So, what comes out of here is basically it depends on the scenario. What's what's the where the tefillin are protected? Pretty much. Bottom line is that whenever your tefillin are going to be protected, so then you could leave them in the closest place. But if you're in a scenario where it won't be protected, where you're going to leave them, you're not allowed to leave them there, and you have to take them all the way to your house. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That is this halacha about sending tefillin. Now, there is a discussion here. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember how it uh, what comes out. We have to be my eye a little bit. Are you allowed to give as a bar mitzvah present a pen on Shabbos? It gets into this the sugi over here. If you have something which is usable after Shabbos, it's a shayla how to learn this whole Gemara with the with the with the with the that Teretz Arashi, how to um, how to reconcile all these these sugiyos. Okay. Right. No, the question is if it's like a nice thing for the mitzvah bacher to like. You think buy a bar mitzvah to come and give a gift? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh yeah like when we have a bar mitzvah in shul, the bar mitzvah bacher gets a gift from the shul. 
So we try to give Svarim. On Shabbos? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Mizaka yeah, before Shabbos for the Rune Sabochim, so I wanted to give it on Shabbos. Or he's not clean until after Shabbos. Okay, let's see another Gemara over here. This Gemara is very, very famous Gemara. Everybody, this, this is that. This Ahmed for sure. The Ahmed has very well. This whole Eretz Shem. It's like a famous sugi about Hilchos Yontif. We should get into it a little bit. So the Gemara is like this: Yontif Shechalios Erev Shabbos. So we're talking about a case over here where Yontif fell out on Erev Shabbos. It was a Friday Yontif. Let's see, you have three day Yontif. Rosh Hashanah falls falls out on um, uh, Tuesday uh, on uh, Thursday Friday Shabbos or any of the other Yom Tov falls out Tuesday uh, Thursday Friday Shabbos. So lo yevashel betchila miyontif l'shabbos. A person is not allowed to um, cook an yontif for Shabbos. Avol mevashel hu liyontif ve'im hoiser hoiser l'shabbos. Basically, you're allowed to uh, make something for yontif, and if punkt is left over, okay, you can use it for Shabbos. But to go ahead and cook for Shabbos on yontif is not allowed. Look at Rashi. Lo yevashel betchila liyos tchilas bishuloi ve'ikar l'shem Shabbos. Without any shtick. No shtick, yeah? You have to be honest. Today is Friday. We're having a Yontif Suda. Friday and Friday morning. We get on from Shul. We have a Yontif Suda. I'm allowed to cook for Yontif. Now, I'm not, it's no, there's no Isser for using that food on Shabbos. But I had to have made that food for Yontif. That's the Iker Halacha here. Yeah, if there's no shtick, then you can't say, oh, I'm going to cook 10 pieces even though I know we're going to Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. You're allowed to have to cook the regular amount that you would normally cook for. Listen, I think that even today, my wife always makes, there's always leftover food. They don't cook an exact amount. Right. You know, we, had, we have guests uh, at our house. We make sure that we don't want to... It's very embarrassing. I don't know why, but it's very embarrassing if all the food is eaten. Mm. It's something that my wife and I discuss all the time. I don't, I don't see what's embarrassing about it. I think it's great, right? Yeah, it shows that they like Most food. people eat all the food that they possibly can and a little bit more anyways. So it's not like anyone's leaving your house hungry. Have you ever gone to a Shabbos meal and left someone's house hungry? It depends if it's been to many Shabbos meals, so yeah, there were one or two. No, no, but uh, not because the food wasn't good, because you didn't like the food, or because there wasn't enough food? I've had both. You've had both? Yeah. Never happened to me. I spent three and a half years as a bucker in Israel. <laughs> Never happened to me. Never by an American, let's just say. <laughs> Anyway, so the Gemara says, so, oh, so the Mishnah says, Vim hoisa hoisa le Shabbos. So the, here's the, then the Mishnah tells us the special halacha of Erev Tavshilin. Vo'isa Tavshil me Erev Yontif. You could cook something on Erev Yontif. Vesoymech olav le Shabbos. And you can rely on it for Shabbos. Now, what does that mean, Vesoymech olav le Shabbos? Uh, look at Rashi. Oisa Tavshil le Shem Erev. You make something for the sake of the Erev, and then that becomes, you can be Soymech olav for Shabbos. We'll see how that works a little bit in the Gemara. You can rely on it for Shabbos. Now, Beisham Yoimrim, Shnei Tavshil, and you need two things, two cooked items. Beisil Yoimrim, Tavshil Echad. One. Veshavim Bedogu Beisham Shahin Shnei Tavshil. Everyone agrees that if you have an egg and uh, a fish and the egg that you shimmer on top of it, that that's called two Tavshil, and that's fine. Achloi, if you ate the Erev. Before you answer. Huh? Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. May Erev Yantiv. It's from before Yantiv. You make oh, the Erev Yantiv. Oh, yeah. yeah. Meaning that that's, if Yantiv is Thursday, Friday, you're doing that Wednesday, right, after, right, right. Wednesday afternoon. So, Och lo yeshavad, if you ate it or it got lost, lo yevashel alo betchila, you can no longer rely on it. Let's say you had a piece of fish that you used as your Erev Tavshila, and you ate half a piece of fish, as long as you have a kolshu left, you're allowed to rely on it. Look at Rashi, they would always shmir some egg on it. Och lo yeshavad, koydim shabashel, koltorchit shabas, lo yevashel betchila, you can rely on it as long as you have a little bit left. So this is the halacha of Erev Tavshila. Um, the the we're gonna, we're gonna have to see the the iser 
of, uh, of I mean, why can't I cook for Shabbos and Yontif? I mean, I'm allowed to do Eichel Nefesh. It's a shikl Eichel Nefesh over here. So there's really a machloikas in the Gemara in, in, uh, in Psachim. So Eichel Nefesh for that day only, though. You can't even do it for Erev Yontif to the next day of Yontif, right? No, you can't do it from Yontif to the next day of Yontif. Again, there's a machloikas. Again, so, so the, I just want to say here's here's the akdama that's necessary. There's a machloikas in the Gemara and Psachim why erev tavshilin works. Again, if there's an isur deiraisa to cook on Friday for Shabbos when Friday is yontif, right? Again, yontif you're allowed to cook l'tzarich l'chol nefesh. It has to be for yontif, right? The question is if also read deiraisa to cook it, how does erev tavshilin help me? Can erev tavshilin fix an isur deiraisa? So you have a rule: a deiraisa fixes a deiraisa, derabonam fixes derabonam. A derabonam is not allowed to. Fix the deraisa. It can't. It doesn't have the authority or the power to do that. So, how, what, what's going on here that you have this deraisa, this derabonon of erev tavshilin, fixing this iser deraisa? So, because of that, there's a machlokes between um, Rabbah and Rebchista as to why cooking on yontif for Shabbos is only derabonon. According to Rabbah, uh, Tzarche, um, uh, he says he says hoyl ve'i mikli archim chosile. That's Rabbah Shita. Rabbah Shita is. Since when I'm cooking on Yontif on Friday, maybe Orchim will come on Friday afternoon. Maybe I'll get a knock on my door an hour before Shabbos and people will need food. So maybe the food that I'm cooking for Shabbos will be eaten on Yontif. That hoyl is enough to make it a, a to make the Isser only a Dirabonim. Now we don't rely on any Dirabonim. The Dirabonim, together with the Erev Tavshila, now it becomes Mutter. That is Rabbah. However, Rav Chista disagrees. Rav Chista holds Tzarche Shabbos Nasam Yontif. He holds that really you're allowed to cook for Shabbos on Yontif. It's a Sam, a special din that when we say that you're allowed to do Oichel Nefesh on Yontif, it's not just for Yontif, it's for Yontif or Shabbos. You just can't do Tzarche Oichel Nefesh for Choyl. But for Shabbos, really it's Mutter. There's an Isser Durabonon, but Erev Tavshilim fixes that. So it's a Machlaik if you have Choyl or if, if you have to rely on a Choyl or not. We'll see in Afkaminas eventually. So the Gemara is like this. Yeah, Menon Emili, how do you know that it's true? That, where do you know that this whole concept of Erev Tavshilin? So the one's like this, Omar Shmuel. The Omar Kra, Zohar es Yoim HaShabbos Likad Shoy. The one says to remember the day of Shabbos to make it holy. Zohreyu Me'achar Shabolo Hashkichay. Remember Shabbos. In other words, Me'achar, um, you have to remember Shabbos, means remember it because there's another day which is coming to make you forget it. Again, what day is make, trying to make you forget Shabbos? Yontif is making you forget Shabbos. Look at Rashi. When you say remember Shabbos, really what the Torah is telling us is, is that you're in danger of forgetting it. When would you, why would you forget it? When you have a yontiv, right? It's, by the way, this is for sure MS, right? When you have a three-day yontiv, right? Shabbos is becomes you know Shabbos is like you know the stepchild, right? Who wants to, to take care of Shabbos? It's not enough. It's not covered Shabbos. When you do Eir Tavshilin, you're going to end up remembering it because you're only doing it Machma Shabbos. Again, what's the purpose of the Eir Tavshilin? Eir Tavshilin is for the sake of Shabbos. So that basically returns, restores the covet of Shabbos. So that's the drasha of, of Shmuel. So my time, Rav Yivror. 
Basically, a way of ensuring that you're going to set aside a proper portion for uh, for Shabbos and a proper portion for Yontif. It's not to make sure that you have something good for for Shabbos. It's the it's l'chavad Again, the whole idea, right? This is a very important Rashi. Rashi saying, what's the lumdus of an Erev Tavshilin? That since I started preparing for Shabbos when it was choyled, so I can continue while it's yontiv. But I can't start, right? That a yontiv l'chol, that certainly you cannot cook for a weekday at all. If you can't um, cook for Shabbos unless... I mean, the idea is, the point, the point of the Erev Tavshilin is to teach people that you can not let to cook on Yonta for Choyl. Because if I have to do an Erev Tavshilin to cook on Yonta for Shabbos, certainly I have to do an Erev Tavshilin. I certainly have to be careful not to cook on Yonta for Choyl. So these are the two reasons, but again, the idea is if it's protecting the covet of of, uh, of Yontif. So the question, there's really a machloikas here between Rava and Rav Ashi. What's the purpose of Erev Tavshilin? Is it in order to ensure that I have food left over for Shabbos? Or is it in order to ensure that I don't cook on Yontif for Choyl? So Tanah, we have a Mishnah, at least a Tashal Meir of Yontif, Bishlamichal of the Shabbos. Our Mishnah says, you make it an Erev Yontif and you rely on it for Shabbos. Bishlam of the Rav Ashi, according to Rav Ashi, the purpose is to chap that I'm not allowed to cook on Yontif for Shabbos. So that's why I have to do it on Erev Yontif. But on Yontif itself, I cannot do it. But according to Rava, who said the purpose is to remind you to set aside food for Shabbos, why can't you make an Erev Tavshilin even on Yontif itself? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, I'm sorry, I hop why the Erev Tavshilin has to be set aside on Erev Yontif. Because that's the whole point, is that on Yontif, uh, I'm not allowed to cook on Yontif for any other day unless I started from before. As long as in the morning I make myself a reminder, don't finish everything Friday in your Friday morning Suda. Leave something over. That should be good enough to remember that you have to leave the stuff away for Shabbos. So you have Machlech between Rav and Rav Ashi, what's the purpose of Erev Tashilam? The Chayra, the Mishnah that requires it to be an Erev Yontif is a Pashat Araya to Rav Ashi that the purpose is uh, the covet of Yontif and not the covet of Shabbos. So the Gemara says, You're right. That according to Rava, really you could have made Erev Tavshilin on Friday morning just to remind you to leave over something for, for Shabbos. But why do we make you do it before? Because we don't want you to be, to be Poshaya and to not... Uh, and to and not do it. If we let you do it on, on that day, you might come to forget to do it. And the Gemara brings um, another uh, Makar for this din of Eruv uh, Tavshilin. So the Gemara says, 
that which you wish to bake, you should bake, and that which you want to cook, you should cook. Mikan Omar Rebbe Yezer ain't oifin ella ala ofoi, the ain mevashlon ella ala mavushal. Because again, it says esher toifu ofu. Seems like you have to cook, bake. You know, something has to be pre-baked in order to allow you to bake and pre-cooked in order in order to allow you to cook. Mikan Samcho Chachamim Leir Tavshilim and Atoyra, and this was the support in the in the psukim for a erev Tavshilim in the. Look at Rashi. Basically, the Amiroyim taught us because we had Shmuel earlier, which had a pasuk of Zochim Shabbos Kachay. So now the Gemara is saying, by the way, there was a Brisa already which said in the name of Rabbi they had a different pasuk. There is a. There is one day on a Friday which you're not allowed to cook, right? There is one type of... The, really, some of that you're, you should prepare on, on, on Friday. But it's a rem is that there is one Friday that you can only cook if you've already prepared by cooking earlier. And you can only bake, you can only bake if you've already prepared. And that is when Yonta falls out on Friday. Can we use this as the answer that we gave for the question that we gave before about how could I... Here to Shalom, which is there So it's all a smachta. That's why it's not. Erev Tashil is not. No one's suggesting. You know, I'm asking the question. Meaning, once you have psukim, so then we're I, we were bothered. How does Erev Tashil and the Rabbon and help with their eyes? So you have psukim. No one holds that it's really their eyes. These are all asmachtas. Uh, the the psukim are not, are not explicit enough to to be a real raya. So the Gemara says, Tanu Rabbonam. Yeah, very interesting a discussion about Yontav Sudas. Yeah. There was a story with Rebbe Lezer. Listen to the story. If any Rav or any Magid Shir can understand the story. There was a story with Rebbe Lezer. He was sitting and darshaning the laws of Yontif on Yontif. In the middle of a shir, a whole group of Talmudim left. He says, these guys are owners of barrels. What does that mean? Bali Ptosim Rashi says, um, ooh, the reason why they left is because Bali Basically, there are a bunch of fat ferds who, who aren't interested in hearing my shear. So they, they, they left. Kids are basically telling them, these guys, get out of here, right? So Bas Shnia, second group left. Omar Halolo Bali they must have kegs. Also, a bunch of beer belly drinkers, get out of here, right? Kashlishis Omar Halolo Bali Kadin, they must have jugs, a little bit smaller. Kasavias, a fourth group left to share, Omar Halolo Bali Laginin, they have these flasks. They have cups that have that have wine. Now the sixth group began to leave. These guys are desolate people. That's what the article translates it. Basically, we're saying, Bishlam, everybody else, at least you left someone there. You can't be the last guy to leave a shear, right? Even though that's it, they stayed the longest, right? I'm sure everybody has this experience sometimes. They want to walk out of a shear. Oh, now there's no one here. The other guy leaves it for you. Exactly. It's like, it's like I don't know, Shalom Zacher, right? It happens all the time in Shalom Zachar, right? You're waiting for that right time to get up and go. So, so basically, Rebbe Lezer curses them. He left him with nobody. So, Nasan ain't of Betamidim. So he looked at the, uh, he gazed at the uh, remaining students. His chilu pene and mishtanin. They became, they, he was, they began to become pale. Omar Lahem, he said to them, Bini loy lochem I'm not talking about you. El halalol shayatsu. I'm not. I'm not upset at you. But the ones who already left, shemanichen chayi oylam ve'oyiskim b'chayi shal that they that they left. The, I was learning Torah, which brings eternal life. And they went to be Oisik in Chai uh, They went to eat the Sudas Yontif. So Bashas Petiros, and at the end of their, when they came time to leave, at the end of the year. See, they did leave. The Kashishis did leave people. No, but he was talking about there were people that were left. I, I don't know if they actually left. It's not clear in the Gemara if the Kashishis left or not. 
But uh, oh, whatever. He said to whoever was remaining. Yeah. His chile, right. So the Gemara says, B'shas p'ti rosa normal lohem. When they talk a left, he says to them, L'chu ichlu mashmanim shlum amtakim. Go eat your fruits. Drink your sweet beverages. V'shilchum onos la'inochon lo'i. Send gifts to whoever is not prepared. Ki kodash hayoyim la'adeinenu. V'yal te'yotsu ki chedvas Hashem hima uzchem. He says, and do not be sad because the joy of Hashem is your security. So the Gemara says, Omar Mar, yeah? Someone's going to analyze this a little bit. Omar Mar, Shemanichan Chayon, Vaiskim Bechayesha, Frekti Gemara, Kasha, Vasimchas Yotam Mitzvi. What was he giving the Musar for? You're, you're running out to, to, to stand fresh? It's Yontif. There's a Mitzvah to eat us for this Yontif, right? If I'm, if I'm saying a Shira on Yontif afternoon and you didn't yet eat a Yontif, so of course you have to go out to the Yontif, so it's a Mitzvah. What was he telling them? The Menichan Chayon, Vaiskim Bechayesha. So the last of the time, Omar Simchas Yontif Rishus, he holds that Simchas Yontif is only a Rishus. The Tanya, famous Gemara, Blazer Omer, ain't your holds that you don't have to eat a suddhasyantip. If you're sitting and learning, you're knocking a sugya, it's kuloi lashem or kuloi lochem. But there's no Indian to dafka do half. Rabbi Yeshua Oimer, Rabbi Yeshua says, Chalkeyu, Chetiv Lashem, Chetiv Lachem. According to Rabbi Yeshua, you'd have to, to, to do half and half. But according to Belezer, Belezer's opinion is, he's Lashitasa. He holds, if you're in the middle of a shir, why are you going out? So the Gemara says, Amrav Yechon, Rishnei Mekrechadarshu. They both darsh in the same drush. There's a Gemara famous Gemara Psachim as well. Kosav Echad Oimer, Atzeres Lashem of the Kecha. One Pasuk says, Atzeres is for Hashem. Kosav Echad Oimer, Atzeres Tia Lachem, for you. Hakeitzad, is it Lashem or Lachem? Rabbi Yeshua Savar, Rabbi Elazar says it's either or. Rabbi Yeshua says it's half and half. So let's just see one more, one more shikla, a few more lines here. The Gemara says, What do you mean to send a gift? So you should send presents on Yontif to whoever is not prepared. Someone who didn't make a tavshilim, someone who was unable to uh, make an tavshilim, don't go help. Don't help someone who was, who, who could have made one but didn't. He's a peshaya. He's a fool, and we don't have to go and help him. You know what? Wait, 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 wait! Don't close. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. We have we have those are three, two more lines. It's just it's the end of the sugya. Yeah, the Gemara says, "What did it mean?" The last line says, "He said at the end, he said, go home because it's It's actually a pasuk. These, this pasuk is in Nehemia. So he says, "Amar Yochum Shem Velazer Berav Shimon, Amar Aloi Amar Lamakadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael Benu Abonai Lavo Alai V'Kachu Kedushas Yoyim Borrow on my account." And, be, and uh, make the day holy. Trust me and I will repay your loans. This is a famous Gemara that, that when you spend uh, money on Yontif, uh, Yontif, and I believe it's uh, true for Shabbos as well, whatever you spend money on, it doesn't come out of your account. The Kodesh Baruch Hu, well, it's not part of your, whatever Hashem decides you're going to have for this year, it's not included. Yeshekoyach.